Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Christmas! And today we are going to be reviewing Lost Wounds of Arnak and Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. So thanks for joining us for episode number 65. Residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with his apron on, with a huge smile on his face, but a tear just stripping down his eye. Dean, why are you wearing those clothes today? Can you tell Meeple Town? You picked what I picked. I actually got to pick what I'm wearing today. Like, but I gave, you a little, Christmas I gave you a little something extra, yes. It's my Christmas gift. I, I You're welcome. The, the tear is from the football game that I watched. <laughs> Nailed I'm it. Guessing. <laughs> the apron is because... Deany Meepletown has been doing a lot of bacon lately. Do you like lot. to? You've been you really like bacon a lot, huh? I do. Yeah. Well, I don't like bacon because I'm a vegetarian. I was gonna say, I you know I I, I prefer. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I prefer something else, but I don't know if I do. Like, bacon's pretty good. No, I love I, I love baking. I yeah. I, I've been doing a lot of it lately. Like, what are you making? Um, let's see. So the other day I made, um, for my wife's work, they were having a Christmas party. I made two batches of homemade cinnamon rolls. Do you make pretty good cinnamon rolls? I make, I make good cinnamon rolls. Yeah. It's tough to, it's tough to, uh, to pass up on a really excellent cinnamon roll. Yeah. They're super good when you do it right. I also made some, uh, I made some homemade, uh, what you, what you call it? Um, banana pudding. Made some of that the other day. Been making some. I love banana pudding. We had like a. Uh, what do you put in your? Do you use vanilla wafers or do you do something else? Yeah, vanilla wafers. Yeah. My mom uses this other kind of cookie and it's like really good. I know that that's traditional, but there's another kind and it makes it even better. You want to know what I baked that I really, I really just flopped on? What? Uh, Chex mix. <laughs> I made really. That, I made that a couple weeks ago. It's kind of hard to mess Chex. Oh, you, let me tell did you, you what I did. It? No, let me tell you what I did. This is gonna make you feel kind of sick, maybe. All right, so I made it. It calls for one and a half teaspoons of Worcestershire of salt. Oh, salt! Oh, and yeah. I put one and a half tablespoons. No, there's, there's. I tried to scape, scrape out as much as I could, but it was, it was bad. There's was bad. nothing worse than oversalting something too yes. much. I don't like. I never put salt on anything. Anything. I love salt, but whenever you overdo it, it's like unedible. Un- unedible. <laughs> inedible. In- inedible. <laughs> it is unedible. But it is like I remember you edit my it. wife will listen to this. This is one time that she like. Babe, I love you, but she put too much salt in the rice, and it just like we were all like trying to choke dinner down. <laughs> the kids were like, <laughs> we were all. I've done it before too, so babe, I've done it before multiple times. Yep. I'm all right. I think what else? Uh, sausage balls. Lots of sausage. You balls. love sausage balls. You mm-hmm. make that a lot. I do. When there's a get together. Yeah. And you do not eat meat, which is really interesting. Made myself some uh, vegetarian sausage balls this time. Were they good? Yeah, they're fine. I actually some. some what of was my, the meat? My mother-in-law ate some of them on accident. She had no idea. Well, no what, idea. What's the meat? What, what's what? What do you use? What's your substitute? They make like a vegetarian sausage. It's like veggie, veggie sausage. Does it taste like sausage? Uh huh. Yeah. They're getting better. They. We always say they. Yeah. They're like the Impossible Burgers and stuff. Those things are solid, bro. Here's what I think, though, John. All right. Do we got to get back on track? The here reason a why I became a vegetarian is for my health. But all of these things that they're putting out to taste more like meat is 
it's it's probably not any better. I know it's not any better for me than what I was eating. So I really got to get away from eating all that like things Maybe. that taste like meat that aren't meat. I don't know. I've seen them make an Impossible Burger. It didn't have a lot of bad stuff in it. We have any dietitians that listen to the podcast? I'd love for you to give me some. We should ask Brian because our buddy Brian, the McCrares. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the podcast though. No, he doesn't like us that much. He hates board games. Loves his diet. We're his. He's our buddy, but we're not his buddy. That's a joke. I think he likes us. <laughs> He doesn't yeah, like it, us well enough to listen to our show. All right, so before we get into board games, Dean is crying a little tear because Dean went on to our Twitter account yesterday, okay? He went on to our Twitter account, and he posted a picture at the <laughs> Titans game, which we live in Tennessee. This is You're supposed to like the Titans here. But, of course, he's from Michigan, so honestly, it makes total sense. You don't switch your alliance when you move to a new state. But I just want to get on a soapbox for no reason. And then he had the audacity to post a picture at Titans Stadium Nissan Stadium saying, go Titans. Brought to you by Nissan. You know who won Automotive. the game? <laughs> He's crying because he got walloped. And I had, King I had a, Henry, Derrick Henry, threw one of his guys down. Did you see that? I, oh, yeah, I saw it. I was that was there. ridiculous. Uh, yes. It was. I, that guy scares me. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to come close to him. He had a good game. He yeah. had a good game. Um, my son went with me and, and my parents. Um, distancing, like it's, it's outside. You're not, we weren't, I don't know, 12 feet. From anybody. From anybody. Yeah, I mean, they're was, really sparse there. Yeah, it was it was really nice. Uh, and you wear masks. So, like, it's they, they really are, are cautious about it, um, which is good because I want to be able to do that in, in 2020. Yeah. So we went. I really, in my heart of hearts, thought if the Lions can destroy the Titans, I would have a chance of my son coming back to the light side and, and, and not being on the dark side. Why does he like the Titans since... I mean, he's, usually, he's growing up in Tennessee. All of his all of his friends, friends are Titans fans. Does he like football? He does. Does yeah. he watch it with uh-huh. you, like at home or no? Sometimes he doesn't care to watch the Lions, but if if the Titans are on, he'll watch it. I mean, who wants to watch the Lions? I do. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Elias. I do. It's, it's, they, they did not win. The Lions did not win. Isn't it weird the way that your kids grow up, and sometimes they really like the stuff that you like, and sometimes they just don't care. Yeah, I enjoy sports. I watch sports pretty regularly. None of my kids could give three flips about sports. And they're 10, I mean, almost tw- almost 13, 10, and, and, and 7. So, like, the 13 and, or 12 and 10-year-old have had time to get into sports. I was way into them at their age. Me too. Yeah, me so too. So, like, it's just video games, man. I mean, I was in they, a video, well, I don't know. They're, I liked games too, but, like, they're into video games, dude. When I was a kid, the Nintendo, the NES came out when I was, like, uh, four, five, six years old, something like that. And... um. So I guess being into video games then was a little bit different than it is now. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's I guess it is what it is. But the Lions did not win. I'm sad, but I'm still bacon. <laughs> 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 All right. So do you want to go ahead and do a poll? Yeah, let's talk about our poll. Okay. So for this week, guys, gals, those who were part of our guild have been clamoring that we would post it in our guild. So I had to do math, Dean. Math is Meeple hard. Town forced me to do math. So I'm having to add Are you mad? Up. Are you mad about that? No, 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 I don't okay. mind. I'm having to, I'm going and adding up Twitter with uh the BGG, but the interesting thing about Twitter Dean is they don't tell you how many voted for each. So I got to do the math and divide it out and figure it out, then add it up with BGG. But guess what, Meeple Town? Y'all are awesome. I'll do it for you all day long. I love you. I love you, Meeple Town. I, I got to tell you. you, Meeple Town, though, I'm the one who was the victim in this because I had to listen to John complain about it for like 10 I minutes. I was not complaining. All right, let's Maybe. hear it. What we got? So how many 2020 board games, Dean, 
releases, 2020 board game releases are still on your must play list. I was just thinking about this because I want to talk about it. What games are still like you have to play it before you were to do any kind of like best of 2020, you know, just absolutely must play list. Where do you think Meeple Town lies, first of all? And then we have a lot of people that made some comments. So I kind of want to chat about some of the games that folks are saying are, are their must play games. So the, the, hmm. the answers are none. None games. Or one to three. Okay. Four to ten or over ten. All right. I voted on this one, actually. Do you want to know what I voted? Um, we, we go over this every time. <laughs> Just answer the question, and then you can talk about yourself. <laughs> what? Okay. Zero, one to three, four to ten, and then more than ten. That's exactly right. I don't think more than ten. I don't think. Okay. I think, I think four to ten. That's what I'm going to go with. Really, really close, but it was not. It was second. One to three. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to give any percentages or? Uh, they were close. Maybe thirty percent. Yeah, thirty-seven point eight were one to three. Thirty-four point eight was four to ten. Twelve percent said over ten. So twelve percent oh, of people—that's that's that's higher than I expected—are mm-hmm. saying that there's still ten games, but. If you haven't had a lot of chance to play because of COVID, like some of these games, then I could I could easily see that list be that high. I mean, for real. You know, I would like uh, I would like to be able to um, do this again next year. Can you put this in your notes? Do you like Do you like this? The thought about this? <laughs> yeah, because I'm interested to know. Like, assuming that people get more opportunity to play next year, that things get who knows things might be exactly the same way in 2021. I don't know. Um, but you know, would that number be? Would that would that shift? I guess based on maybe it also depends on the games that if are people excited about them or not. That's true. Did anybody uh, write what games they're excited about? Yeah, that's what I was going to share. But oh, okay. uh, none got fifteen percent. So fifteen percent of people saying, "Hey, I've played all I need to play in 2020." Wow, that's a that's a decent amount then. So I put four to ten. What did you put? But I actually think it was probably more than ten. Now that when I started listing game, I was like, it probably could have been more than ten. Mm, I put four to ten, but it wasn't. I don't think it's up closer to ten. I have to think. I have to, I'll think through this. I thought that this would give us a segue to briefly talk about what games we still want to play. But let's see what Meeple Town says. Um, Andrew Graham says Bonfire, Lost Runes of Arnak, which we'll talk about. Viscounts of the West Kingdom, which we both got to play that mm-hmm. um, this week. Alma Mater, Raid- Raiders of Scythia. So those are the ones that he and Raiders of Scythia. So I'm out of those. I've played Alma Mater, West Kingdom, a Viscounts, a Lost Runes of Arnak. Scythia is not a must try for me, though. I'm interested in playing it. Yeah, we're getting a copy of that. Um, it was actually uh, they sent us Raiders in the North Sea on accident, so we're getting Scythia at some point. We'll review that as well. Um, Bonfire is absolutely a must for me. Yep, yeah. I've heard great things about it. Absolutely can't wait to play it. Those are really great choices, Andrew. Um, yeah, and you'll get to hear what we think about Arnak. You'll get to hear what we think about Viscounts. Not this episode, but... I think next episode. Yeah, I think we'll probably talk about it, um, yeah, a little bit on the next episode. So, let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, Scott Pish said Bonfire, Dune Imperium, uh, Lost Runes of Arnak, and Red Cathedral. So, I wouldn't mind playing Dune Imperium. You know me either. I know... I don't think it's a must-play for me. I know nothing about Dune, honestly. Yeah. Um, which I know makes a lot of people sad. Um, I actually... I know about it, but I've just never played it. Yeah. I started to um, do an Audible for Dune uh, to listen to that to see, but I just... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that interested in it, but I am interested in the game because it gets compared to Lost Ruins of Arnak. Uh, I'd like to know which one is is more of my jam, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, Red Cathedral is... I wouldn't say a must play for me, but it's a borderline. I really would like to play that before I do any kind of a list. 
but it's not like I have to have to play that. I'm not sure if it'll make it. Um, Our Family Plays Game says, uh, add on your shelf of shame to the question. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of I, games. I think if I remember right, I commented on that one, right? I put something you, like, it's shelf of opportunity. And, and you did. I'm pretty sure this was Mick writing on there. that no, said, it's, no, it's a shelf of shame. <laughs> it's shelf of shame. Well, I mean, they're pretty big time stuff now, so they probably are getting all kinds of stuff yeah. and reviewing, having to, getting to review all kinds of stuff. So a, I just totally get it. A side note there, if you don't know, um, our family plays games, uh, definitely, uh, definitely watch some of their stuff. They're, they're Pretty really funny. Huh? They're, I love it. I love their interaction. Uh, Grant, their son does the video editing and does editing and does an excellent job with that. So, so definitely check them out. Yeah. So let's go to the guild real quick and just see what a few of our guild members, uh, had said on this. All right, let's see here. Um, Royce says, uh, still have to play Tekinu, Alma Mater, Lost Runes of Arnak, but also wants to say that Viscounts is his favorite one so far. That's really interesting. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Dean and I played Viscounts on Friday, and yeah, we'll just say interesting. I've played it multiple <laughs> times now. Yeah, I've only um, played it once. I think Otherwise... another person said that. I Yeah, but Tekinu is, you've got to play that, Royce. Um, and Alma Mater is a really solid game too, for sure. Mm-hmm. And Lost Runes of Arnak, we'll see. Don't want to don't want to say anything about it. Dean it's Dunning on, said something, but I'm lists, not though. listening. I'm not going to talk about Dean at the moment. You don't care about uh, that. James um, says Twa Dice Castles of Tuscany, Oha Ohanami. Sorry, I didn't want to mess that up. You ever heard of that one? I checked it out because of this Dean uh, because of Dean because of James. I don't think so. Yeah, it looked interesting. And Mary poses. Yeah, I don't know about Mary poses. I'm just not really that interested in that game because I've g- heard some not great reviews on it. That's I why you were talking about a person, Mary. Mary poses. Oh, no, do you uh, do you not know Espanol? Mar- Mar- is that how you say it? Mariposes. Mariposes. Butterflies. I got you. Yeah. No, I know the game. I'm familiar. I had a friend that had a band named Mary Poses back in high school. Is that right? Yeah, it was an emo band, which makes so much sense, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh wow. Yeah. You know whose music I don't want to listen to? <laughs> Mary Poses. Okay, I do want to try Mary Poses, but uh, it's not one that I'm like really hype on. Yeah, I'd I like, like to try it, it, but I'm not I'm not that interested in that. Um Matt says Bonfire Arnak. Arnak is a lot of, on this a lot of people on oh. this list. Gates of Mara. Um, let's see. Let's just do a couple more here because I don't want to uh, belabor the point. I'm gonna uh, Matt Walker here. I'm just gonna list some of the ones that he that we haven't heard yet. Uh, Calico, Aquatico, Whistle Mountain, Meeple Land. Calico is one um, I gotta get to. Cosmic the Frog. Now he has like Twat and Sue You and Alma Mater and some of these. So uh, Paris, like we we did Crossed Words, which Dean played recently. Hallerto, uh, Bees, Pandemic Season Zero. Interesting that a lot of people didn't put that because that's Pandemic is super popular and I heard that's a really great uh, implementation of it. So. I think I wonder if it's people aren't caught up. Like, maybe me. I really want to play it, but there's no way I'm going to do it until I play the other ones. And I'm still, <laughs> yeah, like in October of season one or something like that. So yeah, we got a few more. We got um, the Targi expansion. Some um, my city. Ooh. Someone put Glasgow on there because of yours. My city is really fun. Um, what's this? What's this game called? Um, Merv. What is what is the beginning of it? It's um, Merv. Fabia. Is it Merv? It's called Merv. Is it just straight up called? Yeah, but it's like something Silk Road. Yeah, the Silk there. Road. Yeah, the it's Silk... um, Fabio. What's his name? Is that Fabino? Oh my gosh, they got man. I'm sorry. Man, I'm, I'm trying to remember what his what his name if is. If only there was a way to look this up. Yeah, I don't well, know. he did um, Ragusa and some other really good stuff. Good designer. I, Merv, I, the heart of Silk the heart Road. of Silk Road. I really of wanna, the Silk Road. I want to play that one a lot because I enjoyed Ragusa a decent amount. Yeah. Okay. So so let's just really quickly what what are some on your list Dean? 
Gotta tell you, I'm not loving that box on Merv. I'm not loving a lot of the way that looks. I like the way it looks a lot. It's Eno Tool. That's Osprey games and Eno Tool. It seems very busy to me. It may be one of those for, ones that you get down like close. And that's it looks, true. You just don't. You don't ever know for sure. That's true. That's All a right, good call, John. Give me, give me, give me a few, Dean. That you just. What games are on your must play before you were to do some kind of a list? Well, you said you wanted to skip over mine. Mine are actually listed on the internet, but you skipped over them because you don't want to hear. Well, them. I want you to just kind of list some of them because it may change. Well, it actually has changed because I'm pretty sure Arnak was on that list that I put. Um, Red Cathedral's one that that's one that stuck Lopiano, out. Like Fabio to, Lopiano. Um, Calico is one that I'd really like to try. Mm. Um, I would like to play, I'm trying to think what else was on that list, John. Um, Bonfire, that one's on pre-order for me. The, um, uh, Praga, uh, Praga Caput. That's absolutely a must play for me. Yeah. That's, that's also on, on pre-order. Uh, I know that there was more listed on there, but those, those are the ones that are really sticking out to me. Yeah, um, Prague is definitely one for sure. I want to play um, Merv, The Heart of the Silk Road, a lot. I really want to play that one. Um, I want to play Hallerto. It's 2020 listed, though, in America. It hasn't come out. Um, can't get it her. Really would like to get it. Would already have it if that were the case. Uh, Bonfire, absolutely. And, you know, maybe that's it, Dean for me of like absolute must plays i've i've played a lot of the games that i really really want to play i wonder what's let's let's see on the hot list oh the dune the dune game i would like mm. to try that but only because it gets compared to um that it gets compared to arnak and that, that there's some interesting pieces about that that i'll talk later that I'd, I'd like the idea of deck building and worker placement i want to see more of like how people are doing that differently uh, but i was listening to secret cabal and they talked about how they're pretty similar so um uh yeah, there's nothing else really on on BGG hotness that really sticks out. Why is Space Alert on the hotness list? I don't know. Do you know who just picked up Space Alert? This guy. I picked up a new copy for for really cheap, but I wonder if they're doing a reprint of this. Do you I care? Don't know. Do you care about Space Alert? Nah. This is Vlada of Vlada and it's a cooperative real time game. That doesn't pique your interest. I mean. I would play it. I mean, I'd be interested to try it, but it's not like, oh, I have to play it, you know? I wonder. That's interesting. I, I, yeah, I don't see what what's going on. I'll have to do some more looking into that. Um, okay, we have a couple questions that people have been asking. We wanted to get into that before we talk about games that we've been playing. First, John, let's since make we a haven't plug. done it, well, I was going to say, well, since we haven't done a, um, since we haven't done, oh my gosh, Dean, I'm struggling. Here, I here. got this, John. So if, <laughs> that's not what I was. Gonna, I was going to say since we haven't done an episode every week, this one will be a little bit longer, and we're okay with that. It's our, oh yeah, it's yeah. our Christmas present to you, or it's your nightmare. Who knows? That's is right. it is it coal or is it a present to have a long episode? But I was Johnny Christmas because guess what? It's Christmas time in Meeple Town. It's Christmas time all around. World. Do you know there's a local coffee roaster in town that makes a coffee called uh, Bel- Belchnickel? Is that what it is? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Speaking of, if you're an office fan, you'll get the reference. But Yeah, you will. So Dean loves Christmas and just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Happy holidays, all that good stuff. So our gift to you is a long episode. Your gift to us could be to rate our podcast on iTunes. Happy, is, that, is that bad for me to make Hanukkah. a list of things that people I want people to get us? It's only one thing on the list. Oh, he wants people to rate our podcast. I want people to rate our podcast on iTunes. Ooh, it's I, fun to read those. Even it is if, really fun to read those. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we want them. We want funny iTunes reviews. 
for our podcast. There you go. And John always says that he wants them to be rated five, but you know, if we're not a five, don't give us a five. That's right. I want you I'm fine to be with real. That. I don't care. I'm fine with that. The last thing I'll say before we get to what Dean said was, you know that Christmas song, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth? I have to redo that song, Dean. All I Want for Christmas is the back of one of my teeth. <laughs> of, of a tooth. <laughs> last rough. night. That's rough, John. This is crazy. You ever have those dreams where like your teeth fall out and stuff? I th- lived one. I was brushing my teeth last night in the back of half of one of my tooth just fell off fell off let me tell you something i haven't had a cavity in like 15 or 20 years i brush and floss and do i mean like i am like all over my teeth and people my dentist said wow you got great teeth how in the world does half of your tooth just fall off are you asking me this yeah this is this crazy I don't know, man. And I'm like, I'm, it just feels so weird, and I can't stop touching it with my tongue, and it's just annoying. It's sharp now. I'm like, give me to the dentist. What the heck? <laughs> so weird. I'm just like, what just happened? Like, half half the back of my tooth just fell off. That is, that's awful. If you're a dentist and you're listening, to this. I'm gonna ask my dentist like, what, like what could like I did? I don't remember hitting it on anything or anything, unless you know, I don't know. We talked about maybe I grind my teeth at night. Never knew I did. Don't think I do, but maybe I do. Who knows? All right. I'm sorry. I'm thank, sorry, John. Thank you, Dean. I wonder if Space Alert's on sale. <laughs> you don't really care. About, I wonder if that's why. You don't really care about my teeth. I do care about your tooth, but I'm, I'm just really concerned about this. I'm guessing it's on sale somewhere for really cheap, probably cheaper than what I paid for it. What do you think? I don't know. All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay, we are going to uh, talk about a few questions that are that have shown up maple town mailbag first i'm gonna do this oh yeah that's right you got john's gotta do his little theme song we're not doing like an official town it changes mailbag. we just had a couple oh. that that this uh, is official that popped stop up. making it? it unofficial okay i mean we're answering mailbag questions stop trying to make fetch happen john what you don't know what that's from no seriously no you ever seen mean girls no you've never seen mean girls no why does that surprise you <laughs> It, it disappoints me more than it surprises me. Mean Girls? Yes. I'm I'm disappointed that you are disappointed in me. I'm disappointed that you've seen that movie and you're disappointed that I haven't seen it. Mean Girls. Seriously. That's right. Get out of here, Dean. Go watch it. It, it will not disappoint. <laughs> even today. Yes, it, will. it will not. It will not. Oh my gosh. All right. Here we have a, an email. This is actually not a question. This is just talking us up. So <laughs> I got to read For this. Real? Right? Yeah, this is from anyone that wants to just talk us up. We'll just we'll absolutely read you on air. <laughs> this one is from uh, Deming, and, and I forgive me if I if I mispronounce that, but Deming from Malaysia. Greetings from Malaysia, dear Dean and John. Contrary to popular belief, I think the first ten minutes of your podcast is golden. The rest <laughs> <Yeah>. are thrash. <laughs> the rest is garbage. Like <laughs> it really is what he says. Um, who cares about board games? There you go. All right. Besides, so whenever we do that episode that we've been talking about, that we will do soon, we will. It's gonna be excited about it. It will happen. It will happen. Uh, Besides, I think John is a great host, and Dean is the perfect guest. I'm not gonna read the rest of this. (laughs) I I can't read the rest of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that makes my ears crack. All right. I don't remember when I first started watching your YouTube channels. It was a while ago. I discovered your podcast only a few months ago. Suffice to say, I'm a fan of both your YouTube channels and podcasts. That's awesome. Maybe this you're, is a Christmas present to us. It Dean. is. That's right. Maybe your only fan in Malaysia, which I actually I don't think that's the case. I think we've got some listeners there. That's awesome. 
All choked up. Excuse me. All right. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is emotional for you. Knowing what you two do in your day job, day jobs, a bit of googling, a little little Google stalking going on. All there. right. Hey, uh, I like it. Go made ahead. Made me respect you two even more. Not Let's that go. I respected you two less. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of new into board games, and I teach at a university in Malaysia. I took a very very oh, cool deep dive into everything board gaming since January this year, which is pretty cool. Like it's it sounds like Deming is very very much a, a newer uh, that's new, awesome newer into the hobby hobby yeah. like this year. Um, playing and learning about board games gave me some interesting insights into being a better educator, which I'm really yeah. interested. I would like to, to know, I w- really would like a follow-up email to this to know like what that looks like, because, uh, I work with educators. My wife is an educator. Um, it, you know, I, I, I want to know interesting ways that people are using board games in that. There's a lot in that realm. Yeah. I used to sell to schools. That was my job for a long time. Yeah. And I, I got a chance to talk to a lot of really cool educators that were very innovative and use board games and different things a lot. Loved them. That's exciting. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Uh, anyhow, just wanted to share my thoughts with you and congratulate you on your podcast anniversary, which we just kind of nonchalantly mentioned, but we, we did wrap up our second year uh, a couple weeks ago, a month ago, maybe something like that. So two years of, of this nonsense. Two years. I would like to use this time to announce my retirement from Meeple Town. Can I do that? I think I would. Ret- I can do. I'm just a guest on the show. I love Meeple Town, but I might retire if I could have the back of my tooth back. Is that right? I mean, it's, I'm kind of sad about it. Like, part of my body is gone. <laughs> hey, you know what we should do for our nonsense podcast? We should we should do like a Would You Rather. I, we've been doing that a lot with my family. I've got some good ones. Okay. Most of them involve like poop and fart jokes because my, my kids are young and into that phase. Hey, did they get out of that? Is that something they grow out of? No, this, those those jokes. Are still flying oh, oh boy. in my house. All right. So that some was, people say they stink, but that was from uh, Deming in Malaysia. We really appreciate that. Thank you for watching and listening, and for the kind words. We appreciate it. Uh, this one is from James Ellis. Now this appreciate one was, it a lot. This Thank one you. was in. This is this is more of a deep dive. John and I had to do extensive research on this. Cloud Age. I want to play too. Sorry, I just saw the Cloud Age is on my must play list. Are you are you listening? I am. I don't think so. I was just I, I was just doing something here on on the Twitters because I. Yes. Okay. James Ellis put this in the guild, and then I just uh, am going to throw it in the Meeple Town mailbag. As we wrap up 2020 over the past 10 to 15 years, in your opinion, what's the strongest board game year? This is a lot of research. We went back 10 years, by the way. We did not go back 15. Yeah, and we didn't do a... So I, I can't I can't give you a definitive... Who wrote we that again? Who posted that hours again? Hours and hours of research on this. James Ellis. Okay, James. Okay, cool. Yeah, James. I, I'm going to say that I can't give a definitive answer to this because I really want to pour over it. Because I think that's a really important question, a really cool question. But Dean and I are going to list several of the years that we think are the most interesting and kind of chat about them. So we're going to, we're going to list, uh, we're going to start, we'll go in order, not, not of order of our favorites, but order starting from the earliest to the latest of our favorites. Okay. Okay. This one is actually not my favorite 2012, but I do think John likes this one. And I think that a lot of people will really have this one rated high. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Let's go ahead. 2012 Android Netrunner. This is, uh, I'm going to do this on board game rank. I didn't have this. Let me go back here. I'm going to put this under board game rank. That's how I'm going to order these. Okay. Okay. So that might take a minute between each one. War of the Ring Second Edition. I've not played this one. This is high up there in games that I want to play. Terra Mystica. Really like Terra Mystica. Mystica. Yeah, Yeah. I like that one a lot too. 
Um, Zulk in the Mind cal- Lo- Calendar. Uh, pretty good game. Pretty darn good game. Pretty good game. Yep. Uh, Robinson Crusoe, I really like that one. Mm, haven't played it yet. Android Netrunner. I think, I mean, I know people love Android I've never Netrunner. played it. I haven't either. And I don't really have it like super high. That head-to-head yeah. card game isn't like top of my list. But again, I know people love that game. Lords of Waterdeep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love this yeah, that's one. That's a good game. Yeah. Keyflower. Absolutely love Keyflower. Love Keyflower. Yeah. Uh, Kemet. I really, really enjoyed Never played Kemet. That's a lot of fun. Uh, X-Wing's miniature game. I think game. you just said I really, really enjoyed Keyflower again. <laughs> I don't know. We need to go back to the tape. I think um, you said Kimmet. I really enjoy Keyflower. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I just heard that. I like Keyflower better than Kimmet. I can't get it out of my mind. Uh, actually, Keyflower might be my favorite on this list so far. Yes, it is. I More than Terra Mystica? Oh, yeah. Terra Mystica is not in my top 50. I like it. Oh, you love Keyflower a lot. Yes. lot. I mean, I do too. Uh, uh, Lords of Waterdeep is better than That's Terra That's true. I f- yeah, Waterdeep is good. Uh, okay, Kimmet. Really love Keyflower. Uh, <laughs> Star Wee's? Star Wee's? <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> what is that? Is that that was thing? Luke and he was wheezing. That's oh. that's what Star Wheeze is. John, do you watch do you watch Mandalorian? Uh I watched a little bit of it. Oh. I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I no, go, don't do it. Don't we do watched it. like five no no, I'm not gonna do it. We watched like five or six episodes and I didn't get all the hype. Oh. It's fine. It's a good show. Like it's a fine show, but I was like, okay. I just finished season two. Does it get better? Oh my goodness gracious. It's amazing. Okay. It's so good. It is it is worth the hype for sure. I'm super in the minority on this. I one. think season two is better than season one, too. That's uh okay. I, I don't know. I would the, I, I say probably maybe most people feel that way. It, it's it's I so know a lot cool. of people like season. I I, I might go but I, I I'm I'm willing to go back and watch it because I, I liked it. I just wasn't you know, I'm one of those guys that can separate and that's, this sounds like a no, I don't want to say it like that. I feel like I can separate the IP from the quality of thing like i like no, star wars but like i'm not like oh my gosh star wars is the greatest thing ever because they put out they put some hot steamy garbage out with some of their yeah star but then wars they put stuff. out things like the halloween the christmas special right yeah. oh my gosh Did you ever watch but no mandalorian was a solid show it was but it just didn't i'm in the minority here it gets better let me tell you that well, okay I, i'll watch it i'll watch I, it i think you need to watch all of it you'll yeah. i could come back and eat my words i'm fine with that like i'm super open to coming back going wow this was one of the best shows i just should have gotten past you know, some more episodes and stuff like that. Let's try this again. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars X-Wing Miniatures game. You played that one? I have not. I have. I get why people absolutely love this game. But it's just not. not something like, I'm not a miniatures guy. Like, I like miniatures in board games, but miniature games, not really, not my thing. Okay. Um, Descent, second edition. Okay. Targi. I love Targi. All right. The Resistance Avalon. Really like that one. Mm-hmm, Suburbia. Legendary. Seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mage Wars Arena, Agricola, All Creatures Big and Agricola? Small. Oh, the, oh, the, okay. the All Creatures. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I didn't think that came out. Love Letter. That's still a good cultures, game, though. Mice and Mystics. Okay, this keeps Love going on, but there's good. a lot of really good That's a, There's here. a lot of good games you just mentioned. Okay. All right. That, that, so that is a good... Oh, Ginkopolis, but it's... Ginkopolis is rated 408, ranked 408. Ginkopolis, yeah. That's a good That's a good year, buddy. Zombicide okay. came out this year. You Z- love Zombicide. Snowdonia came out this year. This is a good yeah, year. Snowdonia. Okay. 2012, really good year. On to 2013. All right. We're not skipping any in between there. Let's switch this up so I can put it in the rank again. All right. Oh my gosh. Concordia. Christmas vacation. John does not like Concordia. Concordia. What year was this again? 14? 13. 13. Yeah, yeah, 13, duh. I think this might be John's favorite, actually. All right. This is my guess. Concordia. Concordia. Caverna. Yeah, I love Caverna. Eldritch Horror, you've not played that. Neither have I. 
Russian Railroads. Oh, I love Russian Railroads. Nations. Nations? I, I'm getting Nations for Christmas. I've never played it, but I know I'm getting it. Viticulture. That's a great game. Yeah. Lewis and Clark. That's a good game. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Bora Bora. I'd never play Bora Bora, it's but I really want to. It's been on my shelf of shame for years. I need it. Steve O'Rourke, I think, plays this one on... Uh, Can you just give it to me? No. I mean, if you don't want to... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. I really want to get this one. I, Steve listens to the show. I'll trade you for Oceans. Steve, this is one you need to teach me because I don't know this one yet. He just... Let's trade right now. All right. Uh, Battle Lore, second edition, fun game. Uh, Rococo came out this year. Bruges. Glass Bruges. Road. Brussels. Glass Road. 1893. That's, That's a good, good game, one. too. Firefly. Yeah. Not played that one. Amerigo. I, mean, I love Amerigo. This is a great. Uh, this is a great year. Seventeen seventy-five. I've only played the app version of that. It was fine. Uh, Forbidden Desert, Euphoria, yeah. Sushi Go, Francis mm-hmm. Drake is one that I really want to get to the table. Uh, I think that's that's down to like in the five hundreds. Okay. I think we're good there. Cole Baron, um, really want to play that, but I've never played that one. Uh, Mysterium, the uh, one version came out that. Oh, Brewcrafters came out that year too. Oh, Concept. Really Ooh, like there's that. some good ones, John. All right, let's move on. We're gonna have okay. a three-hour episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, on to 2000. We skipped ahead a little bit. We're going to skip to 2016. 2016 is the one that I thought would be John's favorite, but the more he plays some of these, I don't think he loves these games. Okay. <clears throat> how many more How many more are you going to do? This is, this is the last one? Two more years. Okay. This one or another Let's one. rip it. Terraforming Mars. Love, uh, love it. Star Wars Rebellion. We've not played not that played one. Not played that one, which I th- think I would like it. <clears throat> I think I would love that one, yeah. Great Western Trail. Love it. Scythe. Love it. Like it. Uh, Arkham Horror Card Game. Really good. Feast for Odin. Love it. Mansions of Madness. Love it. I think collectively this would be our favorite. This is, this is a really good one because there's some of my really all-time favorites on this. Mechs versus Minions is a lot of fun. Clank is a lot of fun. Uh, Aeon Zen. Really enjoy that one. Agricola. You love Agricola. <sighs> yeah. Lorenzo Il Magnifico. I like that game a lot too. All right. Pandemic Iberia. Yokohama. We really like that, that one. Yeah, that's a really good Inish, game. Uh, Vinos. We've not played that one. Santorini. Sure, Captain like Sonar. Secret Hitler. Sushi Go Party. Tyrants of the Underdark. Role player. I'll stop there. Uh, King Domino was another one that came out that year. But, but th- and it still goes. Like, there's still some good ones down there. 51st mm. State Master Set. Okay. Quadropolis. 2018. Ready? Yeah. That was 16 is 16 and 13. Are, that's a tough. I feel like there's more games on the 13 list, but 16 has some of the ones higher on my list. Yeah. I did skip over 15 before that because it, uh, Blood Rage, I think, was 2015. But I think overall that one is not the same quality. Okay. All right. 2018 is one of my favorites for sure. Brass Birmingham. That's a great game. Nemesis, fantastic. Root and mm, Everdale. That's good. Um, all good. of those, three out of four of those are top like 12 games for me. Wow. So there it's we go. High. It's a big year. Underwater Cities. Wow. Teotihuacan. Uh, Quacks of Quedlinburg. <clears throat> that's a good year. That's a better year than I thought. Yeah, it's fantastic. Architects of the West Kingdom. Rising Decent. Sun. To Crypt- Decrypto. You love I, that I one. I do. I really like Decrypto. Endeavor Ages Sail. Love that one. Uh, Welcome to is a solid game. It's a good game. Uh, that's pretty clever. Uh-huh. That's, a good, I, that's I, one of John's favorite games of I all like time. It. No, it's not. Chronicles of like Crime it. and Detective both came out that year. Just one came out that that's year. That's a good game. Coimbra. Lords that's a of, good game. Lords of Hellas, Space Space, Western Legends, it. Vindication, Cryptid, Concordia Venus, War Chest, yeah, Cryptid, Azul, you love that. Stained Glass of Sintra, hmm? Gugong, Gizmos, yada, yada, yada. We'll keep going. Wow. I mean, we could keep going. Y'all, I, Newton. I, James. I'm sorry, Newton came oh, out that year. Wow. That's, that is really tough. That is those three years. I can't. I can't give a definitive answer. But eighteen is great. Sixteen was great, and so was thirteen. Yeah, it's and hard twelve for was me. really good too. Australia came out in eighteen too. It's hard for me not to have eighteen. I think is my favorite. Is your favorite? I think that's right. I'd have to look at them in front of my face, compare them, analyze it. 
but one of those three years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this, that's good years. Okay, we should start talking about games we've been playing. Okay, we're gonna be three years three years into this episode. Okay, well, you can only pick one game that you've been playing then. Oh man. Yep. Sorry. Is we that gotta, right? Yeah. Why don't you start off? We, I mean, we've been going for a long time. All right. Here's a game that I'd like to talk about. That I have I talked about this on the podcast, Dean. I got for my birthday. Anachrony. Have I talked about Anachrony? Have I actually gone into mentioning it much? I don't think I don't know. so. I don't think so you either. You mentioned like I think wanting to play it or something. Yeah, like so that. we so we Dean and I both, uh, you heard in our podcast, love to want and sue you. Um this is by the same designer, David Turtsey. And this is a game that has now I am not, as you all know, theme is not my highest priority, but a good theme I love, right? Like, it's great. Like, I, I think it's, I, I get most excited about the mechanics of games, but whenever you have a really cool theme, it's theme it just adds on. You want right? to hear a board game t-shirt idea I have? Oh, my gosh. Theme work makes the dream work. <laughs> you like that? No. Okay. It, it killed in the Facebook group that I'm a part of. Did it? No, probably not. <laughs> I don't okay. think anybody liked it. J-Bell yeah. liked it. He liked it. There okay, it whatever. Well... Uh, in Anachrony, this is a dystopian future game, and I love I love a dystopian theme. I like it, Dean. I think it's interesting. So in this game, you're going to be powering up suits, exosuits, Dean, placing workers into them and going out into worker placement spots on the board. You're going to go mining. You're going to hire new recruits. You're going to do uh, try to get scientific breakthroughs, get you some water, do a bunch of you know different things like that. But in this game, you also are going to be able to time travel. How about that, Dean? I like that. In the future. Also, it makes me a little nervous. Future you knows that there is a huge cataclysmic event coming to mankind. And when that takes place, the capital is going to burn. And so future you is actually sending back resources. But here's the interesting thing. It sends back resources. However... You have to pay them back by the end of the game because you have to close the time loop. Because, Dean, you can't have resources going back that don't go back into the future. It causes a disturbance in the Force. Is that right? This is a Star Wars game. It's a Star game. Wars game. <laughs> okay, I'm in now. Now, the that piece to it uh, sounds way cooler than it is, I think, honestly. Like the time travel and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like It's fun to send things back. I mean, but basically, you're just getting a loan for the future, right? But the worker placement, everything really just goes, sings really well in this game. This is a great game. You're also purchasing buildings as, so you know, I like engine building. Purchasing buildings where your workers can go to on your own personal playboard to, you know, get resources, uh, do different things like that. You get It's a point salad game. You're getting points for a lot of different things in this game. This game is fantastic. I think you would absolutely love it you think i would like this better than um to want to, to, want to sue you? you maybe okay. yes because the of the theme, theme the theme strong in this one you feel it to want to kind sue of. you there's no theme yeah yeah but yeah I still love no the game. you do i mean i think you do because of the whole time travel thing and stuff you're thinking what would i send back and like i do feel like that part of it's thematic some of the other stuff maybe less but you also have workers that have powers like different workers are more powerful in different spots and you also have an interesting mechanic where workers go to sleep and you have to wake them up. Like they get tired. They need to go to bed and you have to wake them up. <laughs> that sounds like the lamest like they get tired. piece of a game I've ever heard. No, it's good. It's an interesting concept. But some of your workers, when they go to certain spots, like an engineer goes mining, hey, he's, he's good to go. 
So he's ready to go go again. So What's you don't have to you don't have to send them to bed time. What? <laughs> What's something more boring than say feeding your workers? This this is how I'm going to design sleeping your workers. Let's see. I can they can get tired and go to bed. Take a nap. Drink a warm glass of milk and go to sleep. It's a a really good game. My wife enjoyed this a lot. Whenever I, I, I introduced her to this when I got it for my you know birthday, so that's it's only been a month now, and she got and she she liked it the first time. There's a lot going on in this game. It's not that bad though. And, kind of the same uh, level as Tawant and Suyu. You think there's more more going on? It seems no, like it it's would... about the same level. Oh, okay. I think. It maybe okay. maybe a little bit more. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I've I've said this before. If it's a if it's heavy for heavy sake, like just a bunch of things to do. I tend to not enjoy that as much. But if it's heavier because it serves a purpose, like it fits in with a theme and it makes sense, then I, I tend to be drawn to that more. Yeah, the, what I don't like about heavy games is when there's a bunch of little knick-knack rules you have to always remember. Oh, yeah, but in this situation, you don't do that. And that's just, you know what I mean? Like that stuff I get frustrated with. Yeah, yeah. Like stream, like make me make it intuitive. Mm-hmm. Don't make me have to remember this little detail of that little detail of that little detail. But if over here you do it, it's less. That kind of stuff irritates me. And there's not a lot of that in this game. I, it's a it's a brilliant game. Um, this will absolutely, um, Anachrony will absolutely make my top 50 this next year. Okay. Just I, love I'm going to need to play that before Just love that, that game. Can you teach that one to me? Oh, absolutely. All right. Then I will talk about a game that uh, is, is it's not a reprint, but it's a game I've talked about before, kind of. This is Chronicles of Crime, which I've talked about before. But we got the Chronicles of Crime 1400 edition, and this is the new one that just I'm came going out. Going old year. school. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's the old school, but it is a new game. But it's not old enough for Gus Chiggins to. I mean, Gus Chiggins. It's too old for Gus Chiggins, is what I meant. Absolutely. Yeah. 1400. This is 1400 Paris. How many Paris games have we played this year? <laughs> hey, I don't know. <laughs> or over the past like, year, got year a, and a half. You've got another one, too, that we haven't played. Yeah. I can, I can do a top 10 games in Paris. <laughs> I can, for sure. Yeah. There Could will you always be Paris. Have you seen that episode on. Next generation on Star Trek. Oh, there's always money in the banana stand. I think is what you're. Star Trek. Yes. Star Trek is not good. What? <laughs> oh, dude, you just alienated people. That's it, Dean. Just I said something on Star Wars, though I do really like Star Wars. I tried Star Trek. I and I even had somebody said you which, have to which, start with this, whatever it is. I don't know. The next generation. I guess that's. I think that's what most people would say. Start with. I just can't do it. I, was I'll, was Jean Luc Picard the thing? Was was Lavar Burton in it? Uh, Jordy, I don't remember. It's been a while. I need. I, I should go back and give it a try, huh? I, I mean, I'm I'm watching back through it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like it, but I mean, there's some really cheesy fighting and stuff in it. Like you're gonna be like, come on, like it's super cheesy. But you just got to get over it. I mean, you know who you're talking to, right? Like I watch Hallmark That's true. movies. That's, That's a good point. There's nothing cheesier than Hallmark movies. Star Trek is all about ethical dilemmas and situations. Go when you go back and watch it, you realize that that's is which is what I like about it a lot. Yes, when Star Trek, or when Star Wars shines, it's the same way. Like it's about those. Did you say Star Wars or Star Trek? I said Star Trek. Okay, Star Wars. When it shines, it has those strong ethical dilemmas, I believe, as well. All right. And when it doesn't, it's just blowing things up nonstop. That's right. Which is also appealing to me. Yeah. Not okay. To me. Chronicles of Crime fourteen hundred takes place in Paris, and if you played Chronicles of Crime, and we've talked about it before, I'm not really gonna like belabor all of this, but basically, you're this is very story driven. I mean, that's it. It's you use an app. And you scan cards with with your phone. You are also going to explore different areas. When you explore the areas, you will um, 
it's like this 3D, uh, I guess it's like a VR version. You put your you put your phone up and you can like look around the room with your phone. Is that cool? Phone, right. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. I actually have these the 3D glasses that you, that you can get with it. And you look through those and it's in 3D. So it's it's cool. I really enjoy that piece of it. Um, and the story unfolds and you're trying to discover this crime. Okay. And you're doing that by interviewing people again, scanning, scanning them with your phone. And then if I want to scan a person and ask them about a specific item, I'm in a conversation with them. And then I scan that item and that shows I'm asking them about that item. Okay. Or about a location or another person or whatever. Okay. It's that, that really is the gist of it. And then at the end, at some point you're going to say, okay, I think I know, I know who did it. And it's going to ask you a series of questions and you're going to want to get all those questions, right? You can miss some questions and still win the game, but that that's kind of the gist. It, it, detective does that. This does it. Several other like newer detective games have that style of asking a series of questions as yeah. opposed to just who did it, right? Cause it's who done it, who done it. It's pretty, the, the, we've only played the one scenario, the first scenario, not the tutorial, but the one after that. And it was the easy, easiest one. And I think it's probably the easiest one that I've played in Chronicles of Crime. We did it pretty uh, quickly and, and well. We got you all like the it? questions right. I mean, I really like this game anyway. I think this one was really cool. Now, the, the thing that this adds that every, every expansion adds something a little bit different. And this one is its own standalone thing, but it also adds a dog. Uh, Percival, I think, is the dog's name. You can get the dog to sniff out different items, okay. which is cool. Except when Percival smells on an item and he's like, oh, I know where that is, and then takes off. And you you just go with Percival, which takes time. And you're like, whoa, whoa, dog. I did not want you to travel to this location. I just wanted you to, like, you know, bark or something. And then like, you're like... Point to something. How did I end up here? You're like, and it smells like up dog in here. What's up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I set you up perfectly. I, I wanted to fumble it like <laughs> Michael did. <laughs> Oh, I gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know, dog. What's up with you? <laughs> so the dog is really cool. And that's like the biggest difference in this game. You also have your home location where you can ask your, your uncle who is a monk. You can ask him about uh, books. That's cool. I, I call him monkle. You like oh, that? That's okay. It's I okay. use it for my wife. She's, it's not the worst. I, it got like a half laugh, kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other characters there that you can ask questions to. I, again, for these type of games... If you like the story-driven, like whodunit type of games, mm-hmm. this one's fantastic. I really like it. Fourteen hundred is more good stuff. I think this is maybe. Ooh, I don't know. Redview is really good. I like Redview because of the story. It's like an '80s style, but this one's really good if you like the game. If you don't like the original game, don't bother with it. it, it nothing will change in this game that will make you like it more. Um, but anyway, I, I really enjoy it. There you go. Chronicles of Crime fourteen hundred. Let's do some reviews. Whew, where are we at now? Like three hours? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm having fun. All right, me too. Okay, so let's get on to Lost Runes of Arnak. All right, Dean, it's time to go exploring in the Lost Runes of Arnak. How about that? Do you feel like Indiana Jones while you're playing this? I feel exactly like Indiana Do Jones. Do you? You know, I studied... Uh, you want to hear this? I studied anthropology in college. Do you really want me to answer that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start anyway. I studied anthropology in college, and so I had some archaeology classes. And you know my first class that I showed up to? Bullwhip, Indiana Jones hat. No, you didn't. Absolutely. Did you really? No, but I wanted to so bad. Oh, no. I really did. I was really going to like... All the other things are true, except the fact that I showed up with those things to class 
Wow. I did not. Well, there you go. Archaeology classes were not nearly as exciting as Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little disappointed. But Lost Runes of Arnak might be, huh? That's so, right. So in this game, what you're going to be doing is, first of all, you're going to be doing a little deck building, Dean. You're going to draw up five cards on your turn. Then with those five cards, you might play a card to get a compass, which will help you go out and explore or get um, artifacts. Or you may play a card and get coins, which can help you get cards as well. What are the cards called, Dean, that are not artifacts? They're called items. Items. There you go. <laughs> uh, you may use coins for that. You also may use it for going up tracks and stuff. Um, but I will say that you're going to play cards, but you're also going to have two of your explorers to go out and you can go dig up and find maybe some more compasses. You may find some coinage. You may find an arrowhead, some jewels. How about that? Some tablets. You have to, to get the, to get the idol, do you have to like take a bag of sand and like pour some out mm -hmm. to get it the perfect weight and then switch them out real fast? That would have made the game better. Okay. <laughs> it would have. That makes any game better. I know. That's why I say that. All right. But you also may send your explorers to go out and actually explore new things where you go to a worker placement spot and guess what? There's nothing there. You don't know what's going to happen. You flip over a tile and then you find an arrowhead and a compass or you find a jewel and, but here's the thing. Then there are guardians who are guarding all of these spots. So after you flip that over and you're like, yay, I got a compass and an arrowhead. And then a guardian shows up and you have to defeat the guardian. If you don't, it's okay. You don't have to. Let me rephrase that. But if you don't, you're going to be afraid. You have to take a fear card into your deck, which is going to clog your deck up and lose your victory point at the end of the game if you still have that card there. But what are you getting all these resources for, Dean? Well, you can get new cards. You can get items. You can get uh, artifacts. You're also going up a track in kind of a, a temple-ish area. Would you say that? It's a research track. It's a, okay, so I was no. So when you, you would the, not say that. When you get to the top, it's the, the temple. The, yeah. Okay. And so you're going up the track, which is going to maybe give you an assistant. That is going to have you have two spots for assistance. You might get a permanent bonus or something like that you can use every round. Excuse me, a recurring bonus, not permanent. Mm -hmm. a recurring bonus. Every round you can tap a, an assistant and, and get a bonus. Or you may get more compasses or you may get all, all kinds of different things. But you're scoring points as you go up the tracks. Okay. Is that it? I think so, because we'll talk about this stuff. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll kind of go more into detail on all that. I really yeah. enjoyed doing that. Yeah? Yeah, I think that was one of my better explanations. Okay. Because it was thematic. <laughs> yeah. It was. It is thematic. Yep. Yeah. There's Okay, so... There's two sides of the board, too, John. I, I want to mention true. this, because I, I think this is funny. Interesting. One side is the bird side, which John called a... Would you? How did you? It's a bird mixed with a tortoise. You called it a tortoise. <laughs> no, you said that on the. You said that. No, I didn't. Did you say what I accidentally <laughs> yes. said? Oh, I thought you just said it. <laughs> no, you called it a tortoise, which I thought was pretty funny. The tortoise out of the board. Oh, or I think the, that stinks. Or the oh boy, or the um, what was the other side again? Snake side. <laughs> You're flustered now. Snake side. Snake temple. Snake side of the board. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. You thought that was hilarious. No, you should have just seen your face. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, should we talk Woo! about the art and components? That was a good job, John. Excellent job explaining this game. Pretty simple worker placement and deck builder, right? You could have just said that. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's exactly what you do. <laughs> Wait for my explanation of the next game. 30 yeah, minutes oh later. Oh my gosh. 
I don't know. I'm gonna take. I need a pillow for De- Dean's explanation, so I can just take a nap on this table. What do you What do you think about the art and components? Yeah, I like the art a lot on the board. I think the board art's really great. Uh, I think the card art is really really great. I don't know if I love the box art, um, but it's still good. But I really like all the rest of that. I'm gonna toss it back to you because I know you like your components, and you're probably gonna talk about them. Mm-hmm. Same for the art. You know, I'll agree with you on those things. Um, the box, I'll disagree. Not disagree, but it is, you know, it's a preference, I guess. I actually like the look of the box because it seems to fit what the theme is, you know. Um, I don't know if I would love this box if it was, you know, I don't know, some other game. But but because of, like, the era of that where you're playing this game, I just think it feels thematic, the, yeah. the box cover does. The components are fantastic of this game, I think. You know, a lot of it is cards and tiles. That's most of what the game is. But there are some plastic pieces for the um for the arrowheads for the tablets and for the jewels and those are really well done the arrowheads are like really cool i think the colors they're really good colors really cool the shape of it all of it's really cool it feels like an arrowhead i mean yeah not like i mean yeah it does does. i mean like a small like a really small arrowhead yeah it's good the the tablets are really yeah they have engraved hieroglyphs on them i guess and Mm -hmm. uh yeah I, i like it a lot and then the um the jewels. The jewels are cool, too. Little plastic red jewels. That's exactly right, Dean. Everything else is, is cardboard and cards. Yeah. Which is right. fine. I mean, it's... There is some cardboard. The compass oh. and the coins and stuff for cardboard, yeah. so... I, a, nice, a nice touch on this one. This is a kind of a complaint, but really small. They have... John mentioned the magnifying glass and the notebook, I think. for When you're moving up the track, you're moving both of those mm-hmm. pieces up. They come with stickers, a magnifying glass sticker that goes on both sides of that. To make it look like that. A notebook one that goes on either side of the piece to look like it. And then you have the only other wooden pieces you have in the game are these two meeples, explorer meeples. They're archaeologist meeples. They don't have the stickers. I know this is really silly, but why would you not? Stickers can't be that expensive, right? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And you don't need a double-sided sticker for those other ones. So just take out the other side and put the archaeologist yeah. stickers on it. I, I'm sure there's a reason for that, but I would have preferred to have that. I think I would too. I also wondered why if you have all like nice plastic components on everything why you might not have done that for the coins and the compasses why not put actual like why compasses? not yeah why not spend a few extra dollars and, and go ahead and do it it's a pricey game though i think it's yeah i mean i think that's i'm sure it has i mean i, I no doubt it has to do with price and all that but it just seems like everything else is so well done it's a little bit of a letdown the coins are at least because i like to hold nice coins i would too yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that so i might even upgrade this game who knows yeah you could definitely upgrade. Now, everything, the other ones are great. Just those two, you know, components or whatever. Yeah. Seems like you got four really nice components and then two that are just pieces of cardboard. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. While they did that. Yeah. But again, in most other games, I mean, that's probably what you would get anyway. So it was just yeah. like, because they enhanced some of the components, I would have liked to have seen that in all of them. Yeah. Overall, good production. I like it. Yeah. The gameplay. Oh, yeah. Good what production. do you think about the gameplay, John? What are some things you like about this? Okay. So, uh, at the beginning of the game, I like the deck building part of it. Like I do like, you have some really grueling, tough decisions in the first round or two of this game. You know it like, cause you want to get assistance, like I mentioned, so that you can go ahead and get a little bit of an engine going there, but you also could really use uh, getting some new cards. You only start with six cards. So like 
and you draw five every turn. So the next turn, you're going to get the other card, right? So you know mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to get that. Um, of course, if you get an artifact, which is only one available in the first round, you immediately get to use that as well if you like that one. Um, so that's kind of cool. So yeah, I think the beginning is really fun, like trying to, okay, I want to build my deck, but I want to do this. I like whenever you, there's a lot of different things to do and you're just, it's kind of that tough decision of, oh, but what do I want to do? And you have that in the game. Yeah. yeah. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. There's, you know, there's several things that I, that I enjoy about this. Part of that is the deck building, but I, I like the, you know, that, that smaller deck that you're building. I think that that's cool. Yeah. But I, I'm realizing about myself, I'm seeing this in some, some games, Dune, the new one that, that just came out has this, I, I, I think I've not played it. So I'm only going off of what I heard on like Sigurd Cabal or whatever. Um, but it has this, the worker placement and, um, card action play like the deck builder but basically like playing cards from your hand it's yeah. like you know everdell does that you're playing cards from your hand you're um just taking one action though uh, we did a the um kickstarter uh, video for endless winter that does that and i i'm really finding myself liking games like that quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, em- empires of the north does that and i really like it in this game i like yeah. that you you have all these things that you can do but you can only take one action now and the timing is very important of when you take those actions because i need to do this but also, I don't want to lose this spot to John if I do this right now. So maybe I can hold off on that. Spots can be pretty tight. Yeah, and so like the timing of that becomes very important, and and you know trying to guess what your other, the other opponents are going to do so that they don't take the spots that you want to be able to take. I, I like that. But overall, like the the play a card or play a worker, that's the only thing you're doing on your turn. I like that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do too. Um, also, I I like the the. Um I said temple earlier, the exploration research track. Thank you, yeah. John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's pretty fun in the game because, uh, and I like how on uh, Dean mentioned the other side of the board, it's different on both sides of the board. So that adds a little bit of variability. The one side of the board is a little bit simpler to understand doing, getting more of the same bonuses and stuff. The other side of the board, there's a little bit more having different things that you're trading in and out, but you're gaining different things. But even as the game progresses, you could gain fear, which is a negative thing, but you want to keep going up the track because it scores you a lot of points. And you're going to have to go up that track and score the points. So I think that that's, those are fun decisions uh, over the course of the game too. What do you think? You like that track. You love tracks. I do. I do. And I do think um, I would really recommend like the rules say to do the, the uh, bird track first mm-hmm. um, and then the snake side later with which I think the snake side is more interesting. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know if every time I played it, I would play with the snake side. I think I, you know, having that the option to do. I, th- I agree one with that is statement. Cool. Yeah, I like I like kind of mixing that up a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, because we played the snake side, which I thought two games ago, and I thought, okay, yeah, I really love this side of the board. But then when we were doing the video, we went back to the other side. I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's kind of fun to mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Now the another part I really like, and I can see this kind of going both ways. You know, if people liking this or not. But the exploration part, exploration in this mm-hmm. game is. Is key, and I really like that part of it. It feels thematic. There's different places to explore, but mainly you're going to be exploring on the island. You're going to be taking your vehicle, or you're going to be taking a boat to these different locations. And when you do that, when you're exploring places for the first uh, time, when you're discovering new sites, you're going to flip over a site tile. If you're in the bottom part of the board, it's the level one site tiles. The higher Mm -hmm. part is level two. So you'll flip that tile over, and you're going to gain those resources. You don't know what they are. It's random. Okay. Yep. Um, you're going to gain those resources, and then a guardian comes out, which is a like a beast comes out on top of that site, and it has that's cool. It has items listed on there that you're going to have to spend in order to defeat that guardian. And when you gain the guardian, you're going to gain it into your um, into your like 
into your pile, you know, into your, your side of the board or whatever. Right. And then it has an ability that you'll get a one time. Did you eat those? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a one time use ability that you have. Uh, but the exploration part of that is interesting because of those guardians. Cause if you do it later in the round, you might think, okay, for sure, I really would like to explore this and see what these resources are. Yeah. But I feel pretty confident that I'm not going to be able to beat this Guardian. Most of them take arrowheads. And so if you don't have any arrowheads, then you won't be able to beat it probably. Some, yeah. Not all of them, but most of them. And I like that. I think that's interesting. But again, I think people might not like it because it does have that luck element of what's going to come out. Yeah, no doubt. But it's always good stuff except for the Guardians, which isn't that bad. Taking a taking a fear card is not that bad. There's lots of ways to get rid of those cards and to thin your deck out in this game. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I'm not bothered by it too much because um, it didn't feel super swingy. You know what I mean? Like luck, sure, yeah. a little luck that doesn't feel super... Because you can... For me, I usually try to explore earlier in my turn to where if it is items that I can't don't already have on hand then I can plan around it and go mm-hmm. ahead and get those items so that I can defeat it. So if you do late in the turn, yeah, it's a little bit of push your luck, a little risk because you may not have, unless you have like one of every resource or, you know, that kind of stuff. And you're pretty sure that you can um, do, but sometimes you have to flip over a card, a certain type of card and different things like that as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're make you're running a little bit of a, a risk later in the game, later in the round, but I mean, overall I thought it was, I thought it felt very thematic and was fun. That was a fun part of the game. Yeah. That was probably one of my, one of the, I know that sounds great, but that's probably one of the more fun parts of the game for me. The exploration. It makes you want to explore, even though I don't know if that's always the best thing to do. Yeah. But you want to. But, and I I love that that's one of your favorite parts because obviously that's the game. Like you're exploring, you're exploring Arnak. That's, that's the whole purpose of this. And, you know, if you can explore all the way to the very top of the temple, like research as much as you can to get to the very top and, and to the temple, then you're going to get 11 points. It yep. doesn't feel very thematic just getting the points, but <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Uh, what do you think of the research track? So you mentioned this and the research I like track, it. No, I, I like it. And there's definitely a race element to this Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're going to get um, what the, what are the cardboard discs called? They're bonuses when you get to a spot first. Whatever it may be, temple, a coin, temple tiles, I temple think tile. Okay, maybe a yeah. coin. It may be an upgrade or something like that. You don't know what they are. Usually they're small, and yeah. sometimes they won't benefit you at all. So it's a waste. Yep, that's true. Most of the time it does, though. Yeah, most of the time it benefits you. So yeah. they're not huge bonuses, but it is. You know, you want to get as many resources as you can. So it is. That's kind of interesting. Then when you get to the top of the temple track, um, the research track, then you're going to get the most points for getting there first. You get like 23, I think, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you can of course trade in more goods to score more points and all that kind of stuff. So I think that it's fun. Um, yeah, I think it's a fun track to go up. I do feel like the game is really exciting at the beginning because you're building your deck it's uh, and, and you're exploring. having and exploring and yeah. you're having these really interesting things now you can do that later in the game you can definitely explore exploring gets really expensive later in the game that's for sure um on on, on your compasses but you absolutely can still explore um but i feel like the game is more exciting at the beginning than the end at the end i think it has a little which some people are going to love this part one of the things i don't love about imperial settlers and um i do i'm fine with it is that it you can end up with a lot of cards a lot of a lot of um okay i'm playing this now to get this arrowhead to go up this on the track now i'll play this to get this resource to get a point you know and you're just kind of I almost feel like it devolves a little bit from the excitement around all these different things that you're doing and building to just kind of a point grab at the end of the game, Um, which some people are going to really like that about the game. It just wasn't my favorite part. Um, I really like it early in the game as the game progresses. I still like it. It's a solid game, but it just doesn't. 
it doesn't give me the feels in the later rounds. It's funny because this is where John and I... We just disagree. We disagree on this yeah. completely. Cause because you love those things. Yeah, so it, it, I'll, I'll mention again... It gives me a feel of Everdale. It gives me a feel of Empires of the North, and you know, I agree with that. Endless if you, Winter, all those. if you like the Imperial Settler games and stuff like that, then I think this is the way the card play. Now it's different because you have worker placement. I mean, I guess you, in Empires of the North, you have a place to put a, a thing and get things, but like it's definitely more thematic. Um, yeah, for sure. Than some it's, of those games, but know, it has similar card play feels for sure. It's interesting to me, and I've mentioned this before, but John, you you really enjoy. Uh, engine building that's yep. that's one of your favorite things in games mm-hmm. these games that we just mentioned are all of that you know mm-hmm. lost runes of arnak is very much just like an engine builder i mean that that's ultimately you're building this engine with your with the mm-hmm. cards that you have in your deck so that they'll kind of build up for that last round it, 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 you know not just the last round the last couple rounds i guess building up towards that so that you can move up yeah. on that thing and it's going to set things off and uh, gain a lot of points and things like that. So this very much is an engine builder in that sense with your with your deck. Yeah, uh, I'm, and, I'm, and with I'm, the locations too. Yeah, I'm like right now trying to figure out why some of these I don't like as much. It tick it typically tends to be games that are a little bit on the the lighter side. You know, like the under threes. Like this, I mean, on right now this on BGG is like a two point seven or whatever. I don't know if it's because the engine building part is the puzzle doesn't feel as complicated. Like maybe I like something that feels a little more complicated. You know what I mean? Than just I have this so I get two compasses because I have this card. I have this so I get that. I don't know if that's it. I don't know. Like I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it a little bit more. Why yeah. I don't? I know. I don't know what it is that I don't. I think it's just there's some. And it's kind of fallen for you, like Everdale and and. Yeah, I still I, Everdale's my favorite out of those types of games. Yeah. Still, for sure. Um, I don't know if it's replayability because it feels kind of samey, like I'm kind of doing the same things. The thing about Arnak, though, is there's a lot of different cards, and I do like that about mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. You know, Empires of the North, I wasn't as excited about. I know we're not talking about, I won't talk about this, but you have the same deck the whole game. And every time you play it, you have the same deck. But there's tons of decks and all that stuff to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that you're building the deck here. Yeah, and instead of building a tableau, which would be more of that game. With Everdale, you have a lot of cards like this one, except they, you know, you have you have some some of the same ones, right? You, mm-hmm. With this one, it's it's a lot. You're not going to get through the entire deck for sure. Either one, you've got the artifact deck and the item deck. Yeah. You're not going to get through those in a. We'll talk about a two player game. Um, you're not going to come anywhere near that, right? You might buy a couple ra- cards around. And then you're going to discard the card on either side of the round tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's something I, I think is interesting. And then as the game progresses, you're going to have more... At the beginning of the game, you have more items than artifacts that you can buy. As the game goes on, you're going to have less items and more yeah. artifacts because the more you explore, the more artifacts you're going to find. I think that's really interesting. But I like I like that. You know, I like yeah. the, that you're using what you have available to you. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about replayability for a second because I think a lot of the replayability comes from those cards that you're buying, the item and artifact cards yes. that you're going to buy. There is replayability in the exploration stacks as well. Um, and again, you're probably not going to... You're not. You're not going to get through that entire... Either one of those stacks of one or two or the Guardians. But they're they're kind of the same, right? I mean, you're just getting resources. You just don't... What, you don't know what resources they I are. I agree. Um, and then the track doesn't have a lot of replayability, except the fact that you've got the um, the research track, be- except for the uh, the tiles, the temple tiles that give you something, but it's it's not big enough to like really add to replayability. But do you think you don't think this game has a lot of replayability, or or what would you say? I think it has. Yes, I think it has replayability. 
Okay. I do. From I, the cards mostly? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, honestly, from the cards mostly. Because the other stuff, I do like how the tracks change, like I said, on the different sides of the board for sure. Um, I, I don't think the exploration and stuff is like, whoa. Like, I think you go through all of them, you know what they are. Okay. They're just, okay, you get this resource, this resource, this resource. You have to pay for this this resource and this one for the Guardian. That's less exciting. Um, but, I mean, I, no, I think there's replayability. Re, re, re yeah, it, but it, it but it doesn't. It's not like a super complicated game, which then sometimes those games are less replayable. You think less like not always they are like heavier games are more replayable. As oftentimes well. for, you, for you for me, oftentimes because yeah. there's more of a puzzle and oftentimes more things to explore, but not always. Like I mean, sometimes the lighter games, I don't like area control and stuff, are three playabilities through the roof because you're just, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah, just, you're battling uh -huh. back and forth, and I don't, I don't care how light it is or whatever. It can, it's, you know, but it comes with the players. It does, and, and that's and that, and that, and that's where, and, and here you have some like of the player interaction. We, I could, but it's not like, it's not super heavy. It's mostly I'm getting this before you because I got to the worker placement spot before you. Yeah, yeah, that makes you sense. Know? That makes sense. But yeah. for me, I, I I think that there is a lot of replayability to that. But for me, the puzzly part, this is a puzzle game, you know, in the same way that those other games are. Like you're trying to figure out, here's what's available. What can I do with this to get the most points? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that is gaining resources and spending those resources. But the ways that you do that, there's a lot of replayability in the tiles and the the assistants that come out and the cards and all that. Like there's lots of different ways to add to that puzzle. Yeah. I think that the, the, and this is what I think I don't love about Imperial settlers and stuff is I think when you have the cards in your hand, the puzzle to be most effective is not always that complex. Okay. Now, but there's, there's other things that are complex. Like, do I go and get that card? That's, that's the more interesting decisions. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, okay, I've got these. Okay. I can get this with this, this and this. Okay. That would make sense to do this at this point. Um, okay, I can go up that track to get that. I think the puzzle is not, you know, like I said, it's the more the more interesting decisions are how do I build my deck and stuff, which is why I think the game, I, I get less excited as the game goes along because sure. I feel like the decisions are a little bit, the puzzle's a little less interesting. Maybe I'm wrong about that. People love this game. I like it. Final thoughts. Yeah, let's go into final uh, thoughts. I, I like this game. I think it's a solid game. Um, this People have gone pretty crazy about this Um a lot of folks have it's it's weighted uh, weighted excuse me it's rated uh, 8.2 right now uh, that's only 840 ratings so like I don't it's not out here in the states is it Dean yet or did it sell out a lot of people are trying to get their hands on it and they can't here in the states I'll be honest I'm not sure yeah I'm not sure if this is available yet this is a review copy I don't know if we mentioned that but uh, we don't think we mentioned that uh, we have some guests here if you hear some people in the background <laughs> um, the weight is 2.79 I would agree with that like it's it's a medium game and it's on the lighter end of medium games wouldn't you say mm. eh, maybe not maybe it's just a good medium game. it's kind of hard to yeah it's, yeah it's hard to say because yeah. there's, there's several things going on that you have to figure out in this game it so. definitely isn't in that like three and a half plus weight or anything like that no uh -uh. um i think three is probably about right yeah so i think like i think this is a, a really good game um i mean you, you like that weight it's it's it, it feels smooth it's not that complicated to teach right it's a pretty easy teach yeah it i didn't have to it didn't take me three rounds to really get it i got it the first round i understood how to play the game i think that's cool that's positive um but i don't know i can't totally and i think i've touched on some of the things that i don't love about it I can't quite point my finger on exactly why I'm not going to give this a great score like some people would say. I think if it had another piece or puzzle to the game, like 
Endless Winter had the area control in conjunction with set collection, in conjunction with the monolith. You know, like there were more pieces going on, and I felt like that was a more interesting puzzle than this. Here, you've, you're basically selecting cards, you're exploring to get resources, and you're going up a track. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's a pretty simple. It's not a ton of things going on, which a lot of people are going to love about this game. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, I don't feel overwhelmed. I really feel like it's and and, and so. But I think I would like a little more. That's my personal taste. I'm going to give this a reluctant 7.5 out of 10. A 7 means I'm usually willing to play it, and I am. Like, it's it's a fine game. I would say I'm usually willing to play. I'm not at an 8 where it means I would suggest it, but there are there are, there are are times when I might suggest it, and that's for people who really like heavy theme games. I think it would be able to scratch that itch of, I like Euro games a lot, and it's got theme, so I could draw some people in to maybe some Euro type games potentially with a game like this. Mm-hmm. It's why I'm going to go ahead and give it a hesitant. I'm, I'm probably more like a seven. I gave it a seven and a half on YouTube, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna be consistent and go seven and a half here. <laughs> um, this is the game is my jam. I mean, you know this. You know that I love Everdell. It's one of my top ten favorite games. Empires yeah. of the North, Endless Winter, all those. I love that style of game. The things that that really make this high for me are I like deck builders, I like worker placement. I like I'm liking games more and more where you take one action on your turn and that's it. It's the next person's turn. Mm-hmm. Turns are very fast, moves around the table mm-hmm. quickly. And games where you can take where you can take turns that go beyond another player. You know, like like I can keep I can still take turns even after John's done with the round. My round's not done because yeah, I have yeah. more actions to do. I love that. I really enjoy that in games and I'm glad more and more games are doing that. Because I'm okay with that. Because I love the puzzly mm-hmm. part of that, and I and I'm finding like that really is my sweet spot. And this is why I love this game so much because it hits all of those sweet spots for what I enjoy in games. Exploration is something I really enjoy in games. This game is a nine and a half for me, John. Jeez, nine. And he a half. said this on the on the on the YouTube's whenever we were filming it, and I said I was I was stunned. You didn't know I was going to give it this. Huh? No, and that's not a. It's not a. Yeah. I was gonna say I, I I it's not that I don't see why, but I don't know if I quite see why. But I like nine and a half is like amazing. This is one of my top games of all time, you know. At this point type it thing. is it like, is my game of the year at yeah, this point. Yeah. I could see I have no yeah. I see that totally, but I don't yeah. Seeing as a top game of all time, that's interesting. Yeah. But again, Everdale Empires of the North are top games for me. That's 10. a good. That's a great you know? point. And so this. That's this true. Really and this adds a, a little bit more. Feel. It adds a little more to it. Mm-hmm. I think. Which I. Which I mean. I like this better than Imperial Settlers. I don't like it better than Everdell. Okay. So right. this would fit. I would say Everdell. This Imperial Settlers. But I do think if those games are really high for you, I know I keep going back for it. If those games are really high for you, I think you. you oh, you're gonna love you're this gonna game. Really like this. You're game. gonna love it. And I, if I they're think. not, then you might not. But you might still like it. Yeah, yeah. But it's I just not think it just has like a lot those. of those same. No, it's not. It's not. It's its own thing. It has its, it has the feels though. The mechanics has some of those feels for sure. Yeah. I mean, Everdell, you're placing workers and you're getting some resource, kind of the same sort of things. Yeah. You don't explore and stuff, but. I mean, I get it because you you said something about not that yeah, that's that's what this feels like mm-hmm. more than any other yeah uh, game. So yeah, I I love it though. So nine and a half for me. That is a reluctant seven and a half from John. <laughs> uh, still pretty you know pretty good score for for this year. Yeah, it's it's a um, good game. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a good game, and I totally get why people love it. Yeah. Makes me sad because I want to play this with John every day. Can I give this a seven on no, the podcast? Can't. No, too late. 
Okay. Well, is it worth it though? Before we move on, we didn't say is it. It's a high price tag, right? What sixty five? Is that about what it is? Yeah, I had it. Um, well, shoot, I had it, and then I started rating it this <laughs> on BGG, and I skipped to another page. Um, it looks like you can get it. Eh, it's not that high, Dean. Looks like you're going to be able to get it for maybe fifty five dollars. Okay. All right. Is that worth it for you? 55, 60. It's I don't know. Great. It's interesting. There's a place here for that. And eh, yeah, you're probably uh, maybe more like 60. Um, nah, it's not worth it for me. Okay. That's, that's a decently high price tag. Yeah. There's a lot in the box. I think. Yeah, I there think is. There's a lot in the box and it is a big box. It's a coffin size box. Um, which is a turnoff for some people. It's got, yeah. actually mentioned in space, space alert. I think it's around the same size, maybe a little, it's actually, I think bigger than that box, but anyway, um, okay, so that's a seven and a half from John, a nine and a half from me for Lost Wounds of Arnak. <laughs> Let's get on to Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. <clears throat> Time to talk about Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, which is a follow up wow. game to Gloomhaven, the number one game of all time. That's what they say. That's what Board Game Geek says, that it's the best game of all time. Wow. Uh, let me give a brief rundown of this game because there's a lot to like what this game is, but basically you are going on missions. This is like an RPG style game. Um, it, it gives you opportunities where you can level your characters up. You each start off with a character in your own set of cards, and those cards will move you and attack in specific ways. So basically you're going to play two cards every round, one for the initiative, determining who's going to go first for that round between the players that are there and the the monsters that are going to come out, okay? After you do that, then you're going to take those two cards. You're going to play the top action on one of the cards and the bottom action on the other card, and that's it. Pretty you're going simple. to go around killing monsters, completing missions, but as the game goes on, you're going to be leveling up. You're going to be gaining experience. You're going to be gaining uh, money. You're going to gain gold so that you can purchase uh, items, and um, those items will give you boost throughout the game. Sometimes one use, one time use. Sometimes they're, you know, ongoing. Sometimes they're, you know, whatever. Uh, sometimes they're like you use it, tap it, and then you can when you take a long rest, you can get it back. And um, that's it, right? You're going to be going through yeah. these scenarios, which we're not going to give many, really, any spoilers. We won't give many spoilers at all. I think in this review, which nah. means it'll be a briefer review because yeah. we can't go really in depth. But that's basically how it's the game so played. brief that Dean and I are both doing it in our briefs. Oh goodness gracious! That is not true at all. Um, and we should. That's the. That is no, it. No, 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 dude. No. Don't we go there. we changed the Meeple Town name to a brief review, and we sit around in our briefs reviewing board games briefly. That that's something. I, I'm. So, You're right. It is something. No, that's You're good. Absolutely right. About that's that. good. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, and disturbing. <laughs> wow. More so disturbing. There's something good there. No, there's there's a nugget in there. No, there. Ugh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you didn't you didn't mean that one. That was an unintentional gross pun that you just did there. Okay, um, the why would you get Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion over Gloomhaven? I just got to move on, otherwise it's gonna get go to a bad place. Um, this eases you into the Gloomhaven system. Each scenario is gonna add more and more rules that that makes the game more and more complex, but it doesn't throw everything at you at once like Gloomhaven does, right? Yes, Dean. Let's get on to the art and components. We'll start off with that. Okay. Oh, really good. I, I love, I like the art a lot. It's definitely a dark 
type of art, but hey, you're dungeon crawling, so it needs to be, right? Yep. It can't be like neon lights and stuff, can it? I guess unless you sure. unless you did a dungeon crawling thing that wasn't in a dungeon. It was unless a, it was like a, a rave dungeon. Like Las, maybe a Las Vegas. <laughs> Las Vegas dungeon crawl? Is there that is that a thing? I don't know. Be, let's do it. No, I, don't I know. mean, if you're gonna do reviews in, reviews in your briefs, that doing a dungeon crawl in Las Vegas is not the worst idea we will have in this episode. I feel no, it's not the worst idea. Um, but yeah, but I think the art's really good. The miniatures are cool, you know. And they're not like blow my mind, but they're solid. Yeah. And uh, the book is really nice. I actually like flipping through the book. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier than putting all the tiles out and stuff like that. Totally what I was going to say. The, the Gloomhaven setup is much more of a bear. I hope that... I don't remember what Frosthaven is going to be, but Gloomhaven draws a line with the scenario book in the same way of if you played uh, stuff... Uh, what is it? Stuff Fables or Forgotten Waters where they use the book to flip through to different locations is the way to go. I think it's it's so much easier for setup. You don't have to dig through tiles and find a four or B three, you know, and put those in place. So I like this quite a bit as well. I'm with you. It's cardboard standees for the monsters, which I'm totally okay with that too, because it's the box would be just ridiculously big. If you had all miniatures in there, it'd be way too big as it is. The box is still big and chock full. Like it, the lid still will not go down on this game. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I'm, I like the components as well. There you go. On to the gameplay. But is it fun? Is it It fun? looks pretty on the table, but is it actually fun to play? Yes. Okay. All right. I like you that, You said John. we wanted I a like brief it. review. I like you starting I am off finished. With that. You like it. Yeah, I, I do. So this comes from somebody who doesn't play a ton of dungeon crawlers and stuff like that. Um, I, let me go back. Let me, let me just go back to high school. You mind if I go back to high school for a little while? Oh, dear. This is not going to be a brief review. Do you remember uh, like games like Baldur's Gate? You remember Diablo 2? Diablo, yes. Not Baldur's Gate. Okay. Never played it. Um, there's a lot of games like that. Those were absolutely my jam in high school into college. Like, I love those type of games. This absolutely gives me the closest feel to those types of game in a board game scenario that I've ever played, personally. Um, I would agree Raising up your stats. And what I, what I like about this is what Dean says is it does ease you into it. So that if you're, and super eases you into it, at the very first scenario is like, I'm just going to say ultra easy, very simple. Uh, just about anybody could play it, really. Um, but it, it quickly ramps up. It quickly starts adding new uh, other pieces to it and stuff, which it gets more exciting. In fact, I, I was ready for them to add more things by the time they did, they did. And they do it fairly quickly. I don't want to spoil anything. But I was like, come on, let's, let's get this a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more complicated. But I'm glad they did it that way because it really does open up to people who don't play board games. Like, this is a game that you, if you have people that like those types of video games and stuff like that, people that like D&D, like, this is a, a great game to get them gateway into this hobby. But it's also one that it could be more of the lifestyle, I play this, I don't really care about other board games yeah. type of thing. I wonder, John, may, I don't know. I've only dabbled in D&D, right? I've only played some. This year, actually, I played a lot of, like, Zoom D&D. Would you call it Triple D? People dabbled in D&D. There we go. I, I wonder if people that are really, really into RPGs like um, like D&D, if they would want to like really get into this game because I think they think, oh, this would be like not as good as doing an RPG. Now, for this guy, for, for Dean, speaking from Dean's perspective... I understand why they I would say that. I would much rather play this. Yeah. Because I don't have to do all the preparation. It's a lot it's more streamlined. It's already done for me. It's really streamlined. You still get all of those same things. You can solo this. Um, solo is not as good with the other players because you have player interaction that you don't 
if John and I are playing together, I can give him kind of instructions of what I'm doing, but I can't be specific about it. Mm-hmm. In a solo experience, you can't hide that, right? You're going to know what the other person's doing. But the setup is a little bit different that, you know, it helps with that. But at the same time, I think this is, uh, it's still a good solo experience. Or actually, a really good solo experience, but not as good as with other players for me. Yeah. But all that to say, for me, this is a better experience than RPGs because I don't have to put all the effort into it. I can yeah. just open it up, play the game, and and then be done with it. Whereas RPGs, you really got to you got to put if you want to be good. Like oh yeah. If, if you want to really be like get into it, if you're a DM, you don't have a DM in this, which is really nice. But the DM has to put a lot of work into yeah. it. Yeah. The characters need to put a lot of work into it as well. Which uh, is nice for you. Some people won't like that. That's right. They want more. The experience is like it's more narrow in what you can do mm-hmm. in this like you have to follow this path in this game whereas rpgs you don't have to follow that path you can do whatever yeah. you want yeah you know what i mean yep but i, I mean i i like that it, i agree with you i'm 100 percent with you this is this this is my jam for this time in my life uh, mm-hmm. something that's not that i don't have to invest hours and hours and hours and hours into playing i can open this thing up and just start playing yeah and i and it gives me those feels and it's got it it's an interesting uh, there's some tough decisions in the game with just like even your small hand of cards having to take one action from the top and from the bottom, when to do those actions, when to wait till later if you're playing with other players and also while you're playing against, you know, the bad guys, there's like the, this initiative where you have a number on your card and whoever has the lowest initiative gets to go first. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you don't want to go first. Sometimes you want your dean to go in earlier so that he can be closer and I can do, you know, some type of a spell or something that helps him out. Um, and so, so those are interesting decisions, but yeah, but I want to go before this monster attacks me and they're going to come at me this many steps and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's not overly complex by any stretch, but it's, but it, but you have to, I think the decisions are interesting. They are. Yeah. It's not just like, I would, you know, if I'm going to compare it to something like a zombicide or like a, um, Oh goodness, what's the what's the zombicide follow up that I've played? Uh, Dungeon crawl, it's not coming to me. Anyway, um, oh my goodness gracious, I own this game and I can't think of what it is. But basically, like moving, rolling dice, and there's not like a ton to think about, strategize necessarily, but it's still a fun experience. Yeah. This one you've got to strategize. Like you can't just kick in the door and just go guns a blazing because what happens when you do that, John? You die. You're going to die. <laughs> and I know that from personal experience. When <clears throat> this game eases you into this game. So it's easy the first couple scenarios. And then when it gets to where it's not as easy, it kicks you in the teeth. And that's exactly what happened to me because I wasn't expecting that, even though people warned me about that, right? Yeah. I mean, I absolutely did. I said, Dean. Oh, I wasn't even talking about you. But yes, John warned me in the game. In the game. I said, Dean, we need to rest. We need to get, you need to fill up. He's like, nope, I'm going guns a blazing. And he died. Right away. And left me, yeah, first move. And left me with trying to fend off three mobs i love that in this game i love it and i died too you don't die you get knocked out because your characters will come back right but i really really like that i like that it like in one bad move you can just get knocked out of the game i think that's good and a lot of games don't do that now let's use that example just to talk about a few things okay everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong in that scenario we drew so whenever you attack you have a you know, an attack number that you're going to be attacking, a value that you'll be attacking for. Then you'll be flipping over a card. And when you flip over the card, it could be, you know, plus one, zero, minus one, 
there's some other ones and other ones will enter the deck as we, you know, go in there. But I'm just going to just to keep it simple. It's not going to change your attack dramatically at the beginning, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were Dean was drawing like negatives every single time. And uh, uh, the monsters are going to draw, too. And they were drawing positives every single time. Yeah. And even against me after Dean died, the same thing happened. I was drawing negatives. They were drawing positives. Um, So that was tough. Like if I love that. I love the yeah. modifier deck in this game. And it, and you can adjust it as the game goes on too. Which is interesting. Which is really cool. Yeah, which I am fine with it. Like whenever you play those video games, sometimes you're critical hitting, right? You play a little Final Fantasy, sometimes you miss. It can be really frustrating like, "Oh my gosh, if I miss one more time." But you have to have that for me cuz to keep that theme, keep it really highly thematic and stuff like that. And you get those exciting moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I have no problem with it. I'm just making mention that like it can be frustrating. And if you really don't like luck, then that might frustrate you. Yeah. Um, but I'm I was frustrated, but I mean just set it up and try it again. Yeah. I'm ready to ready to move into final thoughts on this one. Okay. Um so Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion. I have some friends that play the, that play Gloomhaven. Um Darren, who's a listener who's in um Indiana. Uh, friend Ryan, who is uh, also a listener, who is in uh, Illinois, they they love this game. Like they love Gloomhaven. And when Jaws of the Lion came out, I wasn't super hype on it because I was like, "Well, I have Gloomhaven, and I haven't even opened the box, right?" Yeah. I mean, I have, but like, and I played it some solo, but to really dig into that, you haven't gotten. Deep. I don't have the group, and they have the group. Jaws of the Lion, I didn't realize what it was, but it eases you into all that, teaches you the rules, and it's the setups a lot easier. A lot of good things going for this game. So. I'm going to say this. Ryan has has suggested games to me in the past, and every time he does, he knocks it out of the park. Games that I love. This was no exception. You I really love, love this game. game. I'm going to give really high scores. This episode has like two of my highest scores. Dean, it's not this episode. It's this time of year. It is. A, you're just passing out. Christmas. I'm you're just, just passing out nines, time. tens. You I don't, I don't know what you're going to pass out nine. here. I'm going to give this one a nine, actually, uh, just because <laughs> you said that. No, I'm just kidding. We've already done the video for this. It's not released yet, but uh, I give this one a nine. This one actually could be my favorite game of the year, I think. If I was, if I would like to really to dig into this, uh, if John and I said, let's skip doing the podcast, we're just going to play this <laughs> game, this would probably be a 10 for me, but I, I, don't, I just can't do that right now. Um, we just don't have the time for it. I don't have the play group for it. But if this is one that I made a lifestyle game, I think this would probably mo- be more in that 10 yeah. range. As it is, it's a nine because I just love everything that this game offers. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, this was one of those things where this was hard for me to decide what to give this because I told Dean multiple times, I think I would give this higher if I could just get into it more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and unfortunately doing vi- and we've played this game set a lot like we're not we're not giving this review after after one play or I think something I played like this that. like eight times yeah we've played a, de- a lot more than sometimes we play other games for sure yeah uh-huh. um but you really need to play it a whole lot i think to really get into it and yeah. to really be able to fill it out and so i'm going to give it a score i'm going to give it eight out of ten mm-hmm. which is uh really good i would suggest this game i think it's really fun i say that also saying that if I had the time. It could really dive deep. I could see it going up. I don't sure. think for me it's going to be one of those nine or tens that I just just absolutely love. Um, but I could see it going up a little bit. But I'm going to stick with an eight out of ten. Really like it. If you're interested in Gloomhaven, you got to pick this up. It's fifty bucks. It's cheaper. Eases you into it. Um, seems like a no brainer. Yeah. Yep. 
that is it's a fantastic game I so think, is it uh, worth it for 50 uh yeah yeah i think so yeah there's a lot in this box 25 scenarios is what comes in this campaign um i don't think that you play all of those scenarios i haven't really i don't know all that the game has to offer but i know that it's it's you know 25 games in the scenario that is a is a prequel we didn't mention this prequel to gloomhaven so mm-hmm. if you're questioning gloomhaven don't get gloomhaven get this play this and see if you like it it's gonna be a cheaper experience and and then if you really get into it, then jump into Gloomhaven, Frosthaven. There's a lot to this game that you can play for years to come. For yeah, sure. I was going to say, I was going to mention for some people, and the, the price tag to Gloomhaven is a big, is a stumbling, is a wall, whatever, yeah. stumbling yeah, block, wall, whatever you want to say. 50 bucks, it was really good that they went ahead and didn't make this a $70 game or a $60 game. Even like putting it down to 50 which isn't, I mean, it's not like, whoa, that's so cheap or anything like that. But it's an affordable price. I think we'll have some people go and get it but just because of that. In fact, here's something that's pretty crazy before we end the episode, Dean. Do you know, and I think you do know because I've already given you this, but do you know where Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion 2020 game? It's been out for do months. Do you know just where it's ranked months. overall on BGG? At the top of my head, I'm just going to guess 14. <laughs> yeah, 14 <laughs> overall. Now, to me, that's a little crazy. Like to me, there's some brilliant board games out there. Uh, I I just it that's it seems like people are getting people that love Gloomhaven are playing this and they're giving it really high scores. And people who haven't played Gloomhaven are entering into it and they're giving it really here. high scores. I just think I, it's I think it totally deserves it. Honestly, I really do because if Gloomhaven is the number one game, this is the same game. Except it eases you into it, right? Yeah. And and I love that. I think it's really cool. I think this is a just great... so many board games out there to say this game can that quickly say you're better than this, you're better than that, you're better than that. Ooh. You don't, you don't like that. I, I it's like high school. We talk about it. I mean, we talk about speaking uh, of Mean Girls. Like we just talked about root lost runes of Arnak. Like Dean giving it such a high score, and I tell Dean like I'm always hesitant, but I probably shouldn't be because if it's a really great game, I should just say it's a really dead gum great game both of these yeah are and, really you, great games. And, and i think it, i mean i think it's a good game there's no doubt about it i'm just saying wow wow that's high and it makes sense to me that like if somebody is going to pour into you know and i know lots of people several people who have played like a lot in a gloomhaven this is i have my weekly gloomhaven group i know a lot of people like that and so i totally get why it's number one and i get that this would be rated really high as well i think it's probably going to go high even higher than 14 yep and yes. it's yeah, and it sets up way faster too. You yeah. don't have to get. It. I mean, if you want to play a game in not that long, you can you can do it. Yep. All right. So that is a nine for me and eight from John. Really high scores from us on this one. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right. If you'd like to rate our podcast, we would like you to do that. As Dean mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you go to MeepleTownGames.com, you can check out all of our stuff. Um, you can look at MeepleTown on YouTube and check our YouTube channel out because we've done. By the time this releases, we might not have those videos out, but within a week or so, we'll have videos out for Lost Runes Varnak and for um, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. You can actually see gameplay if you want to do that. We're at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. All right, John, I got it. Yes. I, I really seriously have it, okay? You have what? A brilliant game idea. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to pitch this to Isaac Childress, who is the designer of Gloomhaven, okay? Okay. You take the theme of Lost Ruins of Arnak, and you put it in Gloomhaven. You're exploring. You're trying to get to the temple. How cool is that? It could even be, be, cool. be a competitive game, too. You yeah. like that? 
It's decent. I've got a game oh, too. Oh come on! No, it's better it sounds, than the it brief sounds idea. It sounds cool. I, no, no, <laughs> that game is that that idea is absolutely brilliant. I've got a game where um, your tooth gets chipped for no reason, <laughs> and then you got to figure out how to fix it. Oh boy! 